One little preface to today's episode. Mario Lemieux would hate everything I'm about to say. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. It'll be practice day for the club up in Cranberry. That's 11 a.m. I'll be up there covering it at the UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex. There aren't many things in this city that are named for 66. There used to be a street that was behind the Civic Arena. Some of you might remember basically like 200 feet long. There is, of course, the Lemieux Foundation that's run by a good man named Tom Grealish, uh, obviously created by Mario and Natalie Lemieux. They do phenomenal work, the Lord's work at our region's hospitals, notably with their creation of Austin's Playrooms. Those are recreational areas for kids named after, of course, their son, Austin, who was born prematurely and had some early challenges. And as for everything else that's named for Mario, meaning stuff that he didn't actually create or sponsor, what are we at? Huh? We got a zero on that? Really? Pittsburgh? Look, there's no easy way for me to say this, so I'm just going to blurt it out. But for the better part of 50 years, we've named everything we have at some point or other after Roberto Clemente. And I've got no issue with honoring the legendary number 21. I was blessed to have known Vera Clemente. I've been blessed to know still to this day and remain in touch with two of the three Clemente sons. And I've gone to bat in a very public, very animated way for Clemente's number 21 to be retired across all of baseball the way Jackie Robinson's was. Because he meant to the Hispanic community what Robinson meant to the African-American community. And because he was obviously so much else. Well, What I'm not going to do here is get into some kind of 66 versus 21 comparison. What I am going to say is that zero isn't okay. Maybe it's a street, maybe it's a bridge, maybe it's a a sign or multiple signs that let people know that you've arrived in Pittsburgh, home of Mario Lemieux, home of Mario Lemieux, Roberto Clemente, Sidney Crosby, Mean Joe Green, however you want to do it. You, you have people who are a lot more creative in this line than I am to come up with the actual ideas and the execution. But I know that when I had to pass through Brantford, Ontario to pick up a Canadian Nexus card so I can cross the border more easily, I'm hit like a ton of bricks. Home of Wayne Gretzky. Now, Brantford's a much smaller place. It's more like a Monroeville than it is a Pittsburgh. But you know what? I saw what I expected to see upon driving to Brantford. I really did. I fully expected to see some gigantic, I don't know, image or billboard or something of Gretzky in an Oilers uniform and 
Why, why am I bringing this up today? Here's why. Here's why. I got an email yesterday from the National Hockey League that forwarded information from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, where, of course, Mario was <laughs> star doesn't quite cut it, what he was able to do at the junior levels uh, for the Laval Voisin. And they made an announcement that their trophy that gets awarded for the leading scorer in the regular hockey season in the queue is going to be named for Mario Lemieux, to which Mario responded in a press release. I'm going to quote directly because Mario doesn't get quoted directly all that often. Playing in the QMJHL provided a great foundation for my NHL career. I am deeply honored that the league and its clubs have chosen to attach my name to the scoring championship trophy. Thank you. So they did this up there, which is really cool. You know, where he was born, where he was raised, and again, where he had the unbelievable career with Laval. But he's been here a lot longer than that. And he's achieved infinitely more here than he did there. And what do we have? Our high school trophies are called the Penguins Cup. You know, what is that? If there are any other meaningful honors that are being issued at the youth hockey level in this area, I've never heard of them. And don't get me started on the NHL and having its trophies named weirdly for the Prince of Wales or Clarence Campbell or you know, team presidents or league officials from the distant past that don't mean anything. The division names now don't mean anything. At least when I was growing up, they had some kind of ring to them. The Patrick division was the one that had the Penguins in it, and it was named for the Patrick family, led by Lester Patrick of the New York Rangers from a 100 years ago, but also leading all the way down to our very own Craig Patrick. There was something to it. Metropolitan means nothing. What if you had a Lemieux division, a Gretzky division? I, I don't know. A Rocket Richard division and a Valery Harlamov division. I don't know. I Maybe mean, we could do that part of it all day, and it'd actually be kind of fun, to be honest with you. But it would add some character. It would add some personality to it, and it would appropriately honor and recognize what I think everyone could agree on was the most explosive period of growth for not just the league, but the sport across North America and not just Canada and not just in the places that had the original six. And for that matter, not just the places that had the 1967 expansion teams like the Penguins. Or maybe the NHL could do what the Q just did. And come up with new names for these trophies, meaning the individual trophies, which here again mean absolutely nothing to anyone. But you know what? Before any of that happens, they've got to know that the city, that the people who are in that individual's home feel just as strongly about it. And we don't really do much about it here, do we? When we come back, J1Q...
today's J1Q, you know what? Before I read the J1Q, like, think about the airport. Okay, you arrive at the airport, and everybody likes to crack jokes about, you know, how they'll stop and pose with the Franco Harris Immaculate Reception statue, or, you know, there's George Washington there. And look, the Immaculate Reception was what it was. Franco was not the greatest player in Steelers history. Mean Joe Green was. There are no pirates in play there. There's no actual uh, major, major, major Pittsburgh historic figures there. There's some recognition of Fred Rogers, but you'll see nothing about Jonas Salk, who created the polio vaccine. You'll see nothing about Andrew Carnegie. It's just, it's Franco and, and George Washington. George Washington, like, passed through here once or twice. And I'm not exaggerating. That's that's the extent of his connection to Pittsburgh. And, you know, show people, you know, this is a city that's produced some unbelievable humans. And 66 just happens to be one of them. We're so bad, really, as a city at bragging about ourselves. Too busy dumping on everything. Anyway, here here's... Uh, Dave's question. DK, how do you keep from having every daily shot be about Sidney Patrick Crosby? The man is amazing. His skills, work ethic, commitment to winning, and humility are incredible. Have you ever encountered any player in any sport like him? The answer to that last question, Dave, is an unequivocal no. I I really have. And I could go on and on and on about that, but to go at your first question, there can be a temptation. There's something that I was taught by a, an elder reporter many, many years ago, and that is when you walk into the Penguins locker room, there's no such thing as too much 66 or too much 68, meaning when it was time for Mario to talk, you had to be all over that. When it was time to learn about something or try to dig up something, About Mario, you had to be all over that. And the same thing eventually would apply to Yarmir Yager. All across the board. So from that perspective, uh, no, you can't get enough. But what you can do, this happened to me just, what was this, two, three weeks ago? Remember when Sid had, uh, I can't even remember where the, the cities were that this happened. But Sid had one phenomenal night. Might have been in Columbus. Yeah, it was in Columbus. And I wrote a whole big, wow, Sid is just so awesome thing. And it's not easy to write Sid is so awesome things and try to keep them original and come up with new information. So I talked to other guys at Nationwide Arena, specifically Eric Carlson, one-on-one. actually brought him out of the shower area, had somebody else do that, just to get him to say something that was different or talk about a play that they'd been working on together. And then there's a home game, and Sid again is – just totally the story was beyond brilliant. And so once more, I'm working around the room, relying in all honesty here on everybody other than Sid to make sure that this column has some character, some flavor of its own compared to the one I had just done in Columbus. So yes, it's a chore that Sid is as great as he is, but at least I have the practice from having covered Sid and Gino and Mario and Yaramir and 
and it's been a blessing. And I wonder at times if our city recognizes just on the hockey front how ridiculous it is that we've had this caliber of stardom right here inside city limits for now what's 40 years almost uninterrupted i appreciate the question i appreciate everybody who listens to daily shot of penguins and we're going to do another one of these tomorrow You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.